Dale. She could see the white combi van travel at some speed across the bridge of a hill, a small movement in the landscape. Dust trailed, yellowed grass, blue sky. The combi did not disturb the indifference of the land. The distance was too far to carry sound, and she lost sight of the van when the road dipped. She remained standing, looking into the hills folding in around her, easing the ache in her back. It was the end of summer and the sun had burned the land white-brown. The hills reminded her of a great sleeping animal with a scaly, prickling skin of dry grass. Sometimes she thought she could sense the animal breathe. Everything was silent, thirsty, the world in a jacket of dust. It gave her a feeling of peace and immense strength. Then she heard it as it plunged out of the shade of a hill and the cockatoos that had it hooked, lice-like, into the trees, suddenly lifted with prehistoric cries. The van flashed past, a white streak, a split-second crash of noise and static accompanying it. Certainly the people inside it were too far away to see. But Dale still found her thoughts travelling with them, wondering where they were headed, a part of her wanting to go too. Her dog, Minder, lying in the shade of a ute under the gums, lifted his head to track them, then lowered it again as the dust from the combi settled. Once more the growl of the tractor could be heard, and the ticking of the pipes raised above the ground, their long arms delivering jets of river water. Further away women were bent double, like Asian women in rice paddies, nestled in deep emerald green. Flies crawled along her arms, sticking to her skin, drinking in sweat. Mosquitoes drifted lazily. Gotcha! Phoebe swiped at one, and it squashed red like the juice of the strawberries they were picking. Shit! One of the older women raised her head at Phoebe's expletive. Look at my arms! How come you never get bitten? How am I going to be sexy tonight? Questions that needed no answer. Dale bent down again, rhythmically plucking at the fruit, placing it in the punnets, becoming mesmerized by the repetition of movement and the sound of the pumping water, and the flies, the bees in the gum trees, the cicadas, a vibration of sounds underscoring the baking earth. Until the spell was broken by Phoebe, who put the ghetto blaster on full bore, and picking still, belted along with it, head down, bum in the air, boogieing for all she was worth, Phil Collins, she's got an invisible touch, yeah, yeah, with so much force that Dale had no choice but to join in. The other women didn't seem to mind. Don't give up your day, Jobs, hair of galahs. It was like this every day while there were strawberries, black sheets of plastic stretching over the beds, Plants tucked in tight, the sun reflecting in the wicked toxin, an island of green fenced within the enclosure of the dry hills. After a while, the monotony always set in, and her senses numbed. All she was aware of were her grimy hands, dirt under her broken nails, hat slipping, back aching still, but as she straightened it, it only reminded her of how much, so she didn't she kept going. Phoebe made a bet with her that they'd pick more strawberries than yesterday, 
squash fewer, eat less. It became a staccato beat of movement, her hands picking, Phoebe's hands, her head close to Phoebe's, dark hair, fair hair, rich earth, green leaves, red fruit, redder juice, and music. She lost herself in the music, and it made the work bearable. Phoebe's voice suddenly close brought Dale out of her trance. Shit! The time! Phoebe grabbed at Dale's wrist, and it was the right time, five o'clock. My, my, how time flies when you're having fun. Sayonara, Mrs. Wilstoncroft. Twenty-five trays. See you Monday morning at six. Make sure it's six. To which Phoebe mumbled something in pseudo-Japanese, but translated for her sake. Since when am I ever late, O oh, Honourable One? Coming, Chocho-san?